So one of my priest brothers uh, was stationed in uh, Neuss, it's uh, western Germany there, and obviously the Germans are very good law-abiding citizens. Uh, he's Slovak, uh, who, generally speaking, aren't really much into rules. Um, they're a bit rebellious. Good, good. We get on very well. Uh, so he, he, there he was, based in Germany, and uh, he was at a, a pedestrian traffic light, right? So he was stopped there at the light, and he looked left and he looked right and thought there was nothing coming. So he decides, I'm gonna, even though it's right, I'm going to clear. I'm going to walk across. I'll get across, not a problem. So he walked across the road. And then he hears this little girl's voice behind him as she holds her mommy's hand and looks up. And she says, but mommy, it was red, right? And he felt, oh my goodness, I've just been a bad example to some three-year-old. You know, I've got a collar. <laughs> and everyone can see I've got a collar. And I'm a priest, and I'm supposed to be leading by example. And now I've given bad example to this child. And he, he told us this story in jest, but it, he, he told us with the idea of actually just the importance of our example. The importance of our example in all of the small things, in all of the, the, the daily things. Uh, because people do see us, not just uh, priests, people see, people see all of us. People have a certain expectation of us as Christians, a certain expectation of us as Catholics. Even if you go abroad, they have a certain expectation of us as Irish. They expect us to be, you know, hard-working Irish Catholics. But wherever we go, and oh yes, you're from Ireland, you're from Ireland, and so they expect they have certain expectations of us, and these expectations aren't necessarily bad. It's not bad that people expect you to be virtuous. It's not bad that people expect you to have your, your life together. It's not bad that people expect you to, to to live a good life. It's good that we're held to a certain standard. It's good that people have expectations of us, and it's good that we try to live up to those expectations. It's a good thing. Do you know, if you're hired as a, as a carpenter or as a plumber or as a mechanic, your client expects you to know your job. It's kind of a compliment in a way. You know, I've brought my car to you because I presume you know what you're doing. Right? People have a certain expectation that, that we, as adults, that we know how to live. Our children absolutely, or your children, absolutely have an expectation of you that you know what you're doing. If only they knew. <laughs> When I, was, when I was a child, I, I always thought adults had it together. You know, when, when I was a, in, in primary school, secondary school, I always presumed teachers had their lives together, everything was just fine, you know. Then I became an adult myself eventually at some point, I think, and uh, began to realize that, wow, adults as well, they, they struggle with the very same things we used to struggle with as teenagers, just that kind of certain amount of insecurity, certain amount of un, just not knowing. Uh, as, as my friends and family, like, as they got married and had kids, they were all telling me similar stories of how, there they are, you know, there's the, the, the dating period, and that's all wonderful, that's all fine, and then there's uh, the, all that romance and trips and, you know, going sightseeing, but just staring into each other's eyes, not worrying about the cliffs of motor in front of you at all. Uh, you know, it's all wonderful, and it's all fantastic, and then you get married, and it's all great, and it's all cheers, and it's all first dances and dresses and all so on and so forth. And then on come the children, and everything goes haywire, because <laughs> now we're not sleeping, we're not eating, and just life is very, very busy. Uh, and you bring a child home from the hospital, and there's no instruction manual. Children do not come with an instruction manual. Do you know, how do you make them stop crying or what, what's he doing? What's, what, what does this mean? What, what am I supposed to, uh, you know, it must be absolutely terrifying for parents. 
bringing the first child home. My goodness. I mean, again, it's all fun. The games once they're goo-gooing and gagging. But once, once, they, once they start crying and won't stop crying, or, or you've changed the nappies and they're still crying, and is it food? Is it milk? Is it rest? Is it, I don't know, so you need to sleep on the side, face down? Then there was, back in the day, they recommended lots of tummy time. Is, I think that's one of those things. Has that changed now? It's not, I think, or back time. Those, all these things have changed between the last generation and this generation, things that you aren't supposed to do now, and all, like how a child is supposed to lie, and how you're supposed to... And then sterilizing blankets and bottles and like it's mental it's it must be absolutely terrifying because it can all go horribly wrong terrifying so as an adult you find yourself as an as an adult really not knowing really feeling quite vulnerable and exposed and yet we're supposed to know we're supposed to have the answers because we're adults but sometimes we don't sometimes we don't know and what a gift it is to be able to say that what a, what a release, a relief it is to be able to say, Lord, I actually need your help because I don't know how to do this. I don't know. I need your help, but I want to be a good example. I want to be an example to my children. I want to be an example to my parish. I want to be an example to uh, my workmates. In today's gospel, Peter must have heard these words with the heaviest of hearts. St. Peter became a saint. He's the first pope, so he got it right. He made a couple of mistakes along the way, but he got it right in the end. But he, he, Jesus tells the apostles, I'm going to go to Jerusalem, and there I'm going to die. And Peter, as his friend, says, well, then, then don't go to Jerusalem. <laughs> Seems, you know, straightforward. If you know you're going to die in Jerusalem, then just don't go. Problem solved. See, I'm a man. I just fixed a problem. All right? But Jesus says, you know, that's, that's sorry, the way you're thinking is is man's way, not God's. I have to go to Jerusalem because I have to die there. Get behind me, Satan. Get behind me, Satan. It must have been absolutely horrendous to hear those words from Jesus. Like Jesus, the, 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 you know, the man you look up to so much and the man whose approval and affirmation you, you really want. I mean, it must have been great to hear from Jesus. Thank you. Well done. I'm proud of you, if he ever said that. I don't know. But it must have been great to hear affirmation from Jesus. But to hear something like this, get behind me, Satan, must have been like a, a, a dagger to the heart. Because he, he didn't say anything bad. He just wants to preserve Jesus' life. Don't go to Jerusalem. If you're going to get killed there, then, then don't go. But the Lord had a plan, even in the whole tragedy and, and, and travesty of the cross. There was a plan. The Lord calls each one of us to be an example. The Lord calls each one of us to not be an obstacle. So if we phrase it negatively, to not be an obstacle. Because when you hear this gospel, as I was thinking about it this morning, I thought, well, St. Peter, who became a saint, was asked by Jesus to not be an obstacle. And I thought, wow, maybe those same words are aimed at us, or aimed at me. Don't be an obstacle to the faith. Now that's, that's a, it's, a, it's a heavy way of phrasing it. But I think maybe it, it can be a small, bit more, a small bit easier than we might believe, you know? Like, there are situations where people might quite clearly and overtly say, you know, don't go to Mass, don't pray, don't mind that religious rubbish, uh, don't mind that whole prayer thing, don't mind going to Medjugorje, go somewhere fun. Um, you know, they might, so there might be occasions where people are outright hostile to the faith. 
The fact that you're here at Mass and the fact that maybe people watching online uh, are, are doing so, it means that that's probably not ye. Uh, but in subtle ways, there are subtle ways that we can be an obstacle. Not so much that we're trying to divert people away from the Lord or deter people from going uh, to, to, to church or that, but maybe the lack of example, the lack of, of maybe words, when we choose silence rather than defending what the, what the Lord teaches, defending what the church teaches, when our sons and daughters need to see us pray, but we keep our, our faith so, so, so private that even our children don't see it, when people need a word of consolation, and I know that they would appreciate a word of consolation from me, and I choose not to. They'll be fine, they'll be fine. Be grand. They, know, they know what I think anyway. And so I hold good words back. The amount of people, young people that, that I've met over the years as well who speak about the example of their grandparents when it came to the faith. Do you know? I remember seeing, and, and it's funny because they pick up on things that it, it kind of borders on superstition, but it's what they saw. Do you know, I remember I always saw Granny blessing herself with the Lourdes water or, or Granddad used to always go into the church and light a candle. I mean, it's not that he was lighting candles, lighting candles. He was saying a prayer, but they phrase it, he'd go into the church and light a candle, you know? Or, or I always saw my dad or my granddad or my mother or father with their rosary beads. Or they always had the rosary beads hanging off the, the rearview mirror in the car. And even at the funeral there last Friday of uh, Luke and Grace McSweeney, who were killed the Friday beforehand in Clonmel in that tragic accident, one of Luke's friends, he was 24 years of age, big guy, he was the driver of the car. He, the friend spoke about him and spoke about his, his love for the gym and love for sport and so on and so forth. And then he dropped this comment that I, 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 I don't know if I'll ever have the chance to, to, to clarify or speak to him about. But he said he was often seen with his rosary beads. And then he kind of moved on to the next couple of things. And, and his faith was very important to him, something like that. I just thought, hang on, I, a 24-year-old lad built like a wardrobe, you know, life and soul of the party by all accounts, used to pray the rosary. In front, or at least have it, yeah, display it, have it in front of other people. You know, he obviously, you know, it was in, he was a normal kid in the, in the sense that his, you know, he was very kind of fashionable clothes and fashionable haircut and lo- loved his BMWs. Uh, but behind it all, like, there was, there was faith which he showed to others. I was blown away because it was just like a, this, I thought, most beautiful example. And to, to say that about someone who has just passed away so tragically, like he had actual faith that he was actually willing to show to others. Absolutely fantastic. What a gift. What a gift. No one, after lighting a lamp, puts it under a basket. They put it on the lampstand where it gives light to the whole house. We read in Matthew's Gospel. That our faith isn't, isn't a private affair. It's, it's, it, it's something, yes, that has to be personal, but it's also something that the Lord asks us to, to give witness to, to show to others. And to actually believe when we hear those little inspirations of the Holy Spirit. And we all get them. This isn't just uh, reserved to, 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 to the Pope or saints. All of us, all of you, will hear the little nudgings of the Holy Spirit in your heart. 
If there's a conversation that mentions God, if there's a conversation that mentions uh, a pro-life issue, if there's, um, you, you, you'll all feel those little nudges like now would be a good moment to pray. You know, you're, you're waiting at a bus stop and you have the choice between taking out your phone or taking out your rosaries. Which do you do? <laughs> do you know, listening to the Holy Spirit, like you, you'll feel the, 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 those movements of your heart. Which, which do we follow? So it's not so much, I think, actively working against God. The Lord, the Lord, I, don't, I don't think we do that very often, where the Lord would have to say, get behind me, Satan. But I think we can miss the opportunities to do good. I think we can miss the opportunities to be an example. I think that's far more common. So rather than working against him, we're just a bit too passive in working for him. The Lord calls each one of us to be a light. And each one of us has that ability and has that power. In our reading uh, from Romans chapter 12, we hear those beautiful lines, do not model yourselves on the behavior of the world around you. I think if St. Paul was alive today, he'd probably say, do not model yourselves on the behavior of the world around you because the world has gone freaking mad. (laughs) Right? But let yourselves be changed. Let your behavior change modeled by your new mind or by the renewal of your mind. We have to change mindset. We want to be the Lord's instruments. We want to be people who follow the inspirations of the Holy Spirit so that we can effectively bring light into such a dark world. So we ask the Lord today to teach us how to do this and to teach us to be much more uh, pliable much more obedient to the inspirations of the Holy Spirit within us, that we may give an example, a good example to those around us, that they too may find the joy of the faith. Amen. So dear brothers and sisters, this is Father Patrick Cahill here. Thank you so much for joining us for our homilies here on YouTube or whatever platform you're listening on. Uh, I work here in a place called Holy Family Mission where we form young people in the faith. We have a great need here in Ireland and indeed across the world of knowing our faith and being capable of going out there and sharing it uh, competently with others. If we can't understand our faith, if we don't know our faith, we can't uh, bring anybody into it. No one is brought into the faith. Uh, No one is compelled to come into the faith. People see us live the faith. So in order to, to live it, we have to know what the Lord is expecting of us. So our goal here is to form young people in the faith and we're starting into our eighth year now which is a great privilege and uh, a great joy for us all. We're starting on 24th of September. We are in need of benefactors though. Uh, We have a a beautiful house which was given to us here by the Rossminian Order. Uh, It's fantastic, it's wonderful but it is high maintenance and these days all those things are very expensive. If you feel the Holy Spirit moving your heart to support our mission here in Holy Family we're hoping to raise about €25,000 before uh, 20, the 24th of September, before the start of the year here. We're about, we have about 10000 raised so far, but we need your help to, to get to 25 if we can. We have some renovations to do on the house here, and we need to support uh, our young people as they come in here to start this year of faith formation. So if the Holy Spirit is asking you to prayer to support us financially, please, please do so on our website, holyfamilymission.ie. Uh, if not, please pray for us. 
please pray that uh, our mission here will always be protected and that we'll always do the will of God and that his glory may be made manifest in all that we do and all that is done through Holy Family and all that, that they do, uh, all that the Holy Family mission team will do throughout the year and all that the alumni will do uh, in their various workplaces uh, and study uh, universities, colleges, wherever they'll be afterwards. We ask that the Lord will always guide them to be effective ministers of uh, Christ's word in the world. So please feel free uh, to support our mission and please pray for us. God bless. Bye now.